Read any good books lately? If you've read something that you think is worth telling others about, then why not make your own episode of Books You Should Read? All you need to do is record a review of your book, making sure it's at least five minutes long, and email it to booksyoushouldread at simplysyndicated.com. If there's a book you'd like to review but you can't record a show, then why not write a review and have it published on Simply Read? Being part of Simply Syndicated is as easy as that. We can't wait to see what you come up with. Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. Hi. We've, Hello. We, we've, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a while, hasn't it? It's been it? forever. Uh, yeah. How, how, how have you been? How have you been? I've been all right. I've really missed being sat with kind of two black fluffy objects between us, sipping cups of tea. <laughs> oh I mean the microphones, people. Um, <laughs> it's not two cats. Yeah, it's not. Or, although you... there, there is a cat that fits that description. Yeah, yeah, sat between in, us. In he's he's yeah. doing quite well. Bony. So, yeah, my, my black fluffy cat. Honorary yeah. kind of crimes against food broadcaster. Yeah, reports of our demise that have been cruelly yeah. exaggerated. <laughs> I, 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 pure, I preamble that we've been busy yeah. and... <laughs> and Mia, Mia works a different schedule to me. I know, I know. It's very well, convenient of you. I, back in the day when I worked shift years ago, um, and I kind of like, I'd work very different times. I used to call Monday to Friday the golden goose. <laughs> As did we all in the place I worked because it seemed like the dream, you know, to, oh, to have weekends to yourself. Oh. And, then, and then I worked Monday to Friday and I spent a small fortune on drinks at weekends and just kind of <laughs> developed a permanent hangover state from Thursday to Monday. And now I've gone back to shifts and I'm much healthier for it. Unfortunately, it does kind of put the spanner in the works, doesn't it, when it comes to podcasting? It does, rather. But we're back. Yeah. Hey, and we've got a little episode for you today. We've we decided uh, to do it. It's, this is probably uh, one of our more light-hearted shows, <coughs> for that read no research. <laughs> uh, we, d- we decided to look at Chinese food, and this will be very particularly more like Chinese food in the UK. There is no way I could even begin to explore no. the kind of wealth and breadth of, you know, Chinese cuisine across yeah. so many different regions. That's like a six month kind of yeah. mini series, isn't it? From, yeah. from the BBC once every couple of weeks, an hour Tell you what, on a though, different part. How good would that be? That would be amazing. Will someone do that? Thanks. That's great. Just put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Someone hey, do that. I, Thanks. I pay my, I pay my TV <laughs> license. This is what I want. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is more, this is more, it could almost, the subheading could be the Chinese takeaway and its influence on British cuisine. <gasps> wow. You know, if I was going to write some kind of essay about it, yeah. that would be, that would be my. You know, it's curious because I suppose when you say takeaway, most people think curry, as in Indian curry, not Chinese curry. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I never really cared for Indians growing up. I, I quite like the, the Chinese takeaway style of, of doing things. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I always, I did as well. Actually, yeah. I think it's a more immediate thing, especially if you if you're younger. It's definitely when you want to go. It's to. not as scary, is it? Yeah. Always grown up as say going to uh, going to an actual curry to an Indian restaurant and being faced with some horrid vindaloo, <laughs> bottom burning concoction. <laughs> so we're talking about. Mm. To, to be honest, there seems to be one menu 
in the UK that is issued to most regional Chinese takeaways and never yeah. shall you deviate from no, it. No, no, no. There is no recognition of any kind of uh, regionality no. in the cuisine. You know, we all know that Chezhuan is like a really big food region of China and it has a very particularly peppery, spicy cuisine and you know the Cantonese cuisine is very different from perhaps the northern Chinese cuisine which is more influenced by kind of Muslim cooking and what have you but no when we say Chinese we mean yeah we we, we mean there's a menu and you can it's like they all got together and had like um, a standardization well do you know what I think it is. I mean, I don't think it's quite the meeting you're imagining that took place. I think one guy went into business kind of creating, mass producing certain ingredients. He became the cash and carry for all Chinese takeaway restaurants. And then since everyone buys from him, because there's no one else, because it's what your dad did, so we're just going to do the same, yeah. keep, keep the business alive, yeah. um, stick to what you know. And now they all have a menu. And the, I mean, I can, I, can, I can read the first maybe 20 items. I've very accurately and i i never have these anymore but i've seen so many um item one spring rolls item (laughs) item two hot and sour soup item three chicken and sweet corn soup none of them this is vaguely spicy either um you you can have crispy duck wontons they do chicken and black bean sauce special special starter special special starter with seaweed prawn toast uh, hey, hey, the special that's got seaweed in it, that back in the day, in the 80s when I was a child and people were, people still thought Chinese takeaway was something rather, you know, <laughs> dashing. Um, getting the starter with the seaweed in, it made you a bit of a culture vulture. Didn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's not seaweed though, is it? What is it? It's cabbage. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> there go, there go the dreams <laughs> and the respect, frankly. Deep fried cabbage shocking i know still quite tasty though yeah you know quite quite like it i love that because the reason i was totally cracking up there is it that is mia could it's almost like she had a, a menu in front of her and she doesn't no but but it is just like that if you're kind of fortunate enough to live somewhere like london then you might have access to kind of a couple of well a london or manchester you've got china you both have a kind of Chinatown district yeah yeah, nothing compared to like cities like Toronto or somewhere like that but it is Chinatown and you can go and they do do more cuisine than simply Mm. you know your takeaway thing and you can get dim sum which is my favorite bit of Chinese cuisine wow however for most of us and then at the end of the menu at the end of the menu the sundries and the add-ons. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> chips and curry sauce. Chips and curry sauce. Chips and curry sauce. And I mean, of course it's there. And that's because all you can afford to buy from a Chinese takeaway is chips and curry sauce until you're old enough to have a job. And that's 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 everybody in Britain up until the age of 16, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, chips and curry sauce. And also, you know, for, for those people, I've always thought, why do you go to a Chinese takeaway? And like, sometimes there's like kind of like roast dinners and stuff on there, like roast chicken and chips and curry sauce at the end of a Chinese menu. Never really understood why, you know, that happens. Bizarre. But it it does. It does. That's like going to um, any kind of, look at me, I'm an authentic restaurant. And then at the bottom of the menu, they say, oh, if you don't like Argentine steak, we can, you know, get you some snails. (laughs) Random. (laughs) Oh, when you you go to an actual Chinese restaurant and and it's looking, you know, it's it's, it's looking fairly nice. And then there's there's the, the section of people who don't like it. And there's a bit of lasagna knocking about. 
Yeah, it's it feels strange, like such a letdown. And yet, no one ever said that the Chinese takeaway menu was in any way. Well, it is authentic, but like a kind of Anglo-Indian yeah, yeah. menu, it's, it's, it's authentic, authentic to itself. Of us, not of China. Yeah. I yeah. think you know it's of of a, of a perception of available ingredients. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing someone talk about how um, he'd kind of worked in the family business in like Liverpool yeah. in the sixties and seventies, and he said, "Well, there were some things they had to adapt the cuisine to what was available because it was so expensive to import ingredients. So they had to work. There were certain dishes that kind of came out of that. I mean, you know, prawn toast is a great example of a kind of adaptation of, you know, the sesame oil and what have you with with prawns, with, with toast and, and, and deep frying. That's a, a classic I mean, one. That's a classic. I've never really cared for prawn toast because I think it takes some of my favourite things, seafood and bread, and makes them into something almost inedible. <laughs> it's just it just tastes like fat. Well, it bland. definitely it definitely yeah. does. If you kind of encounter one of the the great crimes of of, of Chinese food, which is the ubiquitous deep fat fryer. <gasps> which when I say oh. Chinese when I say Chinese food, I should really say yeah. English takeaway type Chinese yeah. food. The kind of the business is we are speaking about the criminals, if you will. They're like McDonald's of, of the of the Chinese food world, aren't they? They really are. They're just, yeah, they I just they just turn it out. Particular kind of thing in and of itself. I mean, when we were kind of doing our vague bit of research for this subject, we we kind of encountered basically comparing the most recent Chinese meal we had. Yeah, yeah it was good. Mine was, was, was all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> there, you know, there's been people in this country, kind of uh, like the people of the Chinese diaspora, but, but they were in this country since the 1800s. But they were Chinese sailors, came over, jumped ship, kind of set up in Liverpool, Cardiff and London. Then in ni- mm? What did they do there? Um, kind of, they were associated again with laundries, which is a kind of classic thing. And actually, the, the num- there weren't that many restaurants. The restaurants started to happen in the 1950s, which I think was kind of linked to the diplomatic situation and started to be more in London. Of course, there's always the link for the UK with um, the Hong Kong, the Hong Kong thing, because mm. of course we were there until 1997. And uh, when you mean we were there, you mean it was ours. <laughs> it, it was, was ours. actually <laughs> a little enclave a hangover from you know <laughs> three centuries before. So that also affected the kind of food that you got where, because... Mm. You know, you might get Peking cuisine kind of down down in London, but you are more likely to get Cantonese elsewhere. You know, because just because Canton is Hong yeah. Kong is more likely to be here. And the people who would be interested in buying Chinese food probably were people who had visited or worked there, knew what they were expecting, wanted that. You know, you get used to a certain taste and and flavor and you come home and you want to find it again you know the, the, a good greek restaurant a good french place but um that's just that's going back to what we were saying before we started which was the whole i didn't me, me personally i didn't grasp how huge it was no i didn't know such extreme regionality was, was a thing you know i mean for, for me i suppose for a lot of people growing up any country that you're not actually familiar with if you don't see it on the news a lot if it's, it's not, not part of your geography yeah, curriculum. It's not part of your geography curriculum. I mean, we, talk, we were talking about kind of salt deposits in streams. <laughs> <You know? laughs> in, in the streams that were very close to us. 
that was a geography lesson <laughs> not not kind of global geography so i think I geography i, I think i, I had to say food. that is yeah. a crime against food in some ways it's a kind of a crime against food i have to say my knowledge of geography is shocking it's appalling shocking you know why i dropped it in year 10 yes that's right me well me too because it was a subject that, that you thought was dead boring because again it was all about kind of soil deposits and yeah. not about look look china japan we speak about them as though they are you know the same kind of mass and yeah and 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 force and yet look look how little japan is i don't think i had any conception of the difference in size of these places they were all just vague blobs in my head yeah because if you said to me well at that age anyway you want to do art and drama or or history and geography absolutely hello (laughs) hello what am i gonna do of course i'm gonna do freaking drama Screw you and your actual knowledge of the world. Yeah, who needs uh, you that? Know, you can just embarrass yourself for an hour a week and get a grade that means nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so I, I had no idea that there was anything... I had no idea that Cantonese and kind of Peking cuisine were different. Oh, yeah. And that there's like kind of, you know, Chetuan cuisine that... that I, eat, oh. Yeah, that up in the north, they do eat different things. I know, it's quite embarrassing, isn't it? It is. It's, it's really shameful. But then... I don't know. I mean, am I really bothered when people say, so uh, Yorkshire pudding then, is that from, where's that from? <laughs> it's from Yorkshire. It's from where you are, <laughs> you clown. <laughs> no, actually, that's, there's no comparison because that is one silly little batter dish and we're talking about an entire country's different, <laughs> different like, you know, food heritage here. But I think you see the point I'm driving at. It's just, I, I really had no idea. The place was A, so big that there could possibly be so much going on. And even now, because it's not as if we were so familiar with it, it's only just getting really exposed and we're really mm. finding out the different cultures and all the different regions. And of course, you know, the, the food we get here is uh, is adaptive for the Western palate. And, you know, there's one one thing you could say about, because, you know, they, the kind of myth that pervades about Chinese food is that uh, the Chinese will eat everything. And actually... I kind of think that might be true. Oh, God. Have you ever walked through a Chinese supermarket and just yeah. walked through? <laughs> and gone? Which bits are they going to throw away? <laughs> None of it. None of it. None of it goes to waste. <laughs> Will's mum tells a great story about uh, just the kind of the clash of sensibilities um, of, of kind of taking, taking Will's younger brother through the market in Hong Kong and kind of always being quite sensible of, uh, you know, not being from around there yeah you know she she clearly wasn't local but they all all used to pay attention to the little kids because they look you know because they look different of course and they're cute and uh she said she turned around to see see robbie happily chomping on a chicken foot and <laughs> oh what <laughs> said she was really just like <laughs> <laughs> Gross. There's her little boy yeah. gnawing on the bone. Oh, so she gosh. picked it up and Dix was like, just give me that, darling. Took it. Of course, the minute she took it out of his hand. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But then what, what would you do? I mean, I think I'd probably just let him eat it. Yeah. And be quietly gagging into, into the palm of my hand the whole time. Yeah, okay. well, they're very good for you, you know, full of gelatinous goodness. Oh, thanks, Gloria. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that can be real because there's no such thing as gelatinous goodness. That's an oxymoron <laughs> or something. You know, it's very full of gelat. <laughs> <laughs> gelat. <laughs> it's very good for you, gelat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Ooh. you see, and you say you, you hear these stories and you think it's surely this cannot be true, but you know, gradually they start to filter. And I, I think that's kind of part of the allure is like, what can I possibly 
eat or try and eat. I was told that um, uh, birds' tongues. What? Birds' tongues that are eaten as a snack. You kind of get them oh in a God. tin in like jelly. Uh, oh my God. The person who tried them told me that she's normally quite adventurous. Yeah. But she Idiots. said. Yeah, and, and, and also the taste followed her for days. Uh, oh, honestly, I'm, I'm nearly retching. This is goblin pie standard, isn't it? Yeah. Birds' tongues in jelly. I mean, I think any, any kind of weird meat, any bit of weird meat, lips, arses, eyeballs, general rule is bake it or fry it, as in either mm-hmm. get some of the moisture out of there, you mm-hmm. know? It's the squishy kind of clicking... Ugh. Yeah, compression those, of layers of fat and cells and things that are just in your mouth that makes for a bad combination with the taste. But those mushy bits, but you know, it's a, oh, it's a, no, not in jelly. It's a, it's in one way, I think, a very food directed kind of culture because you know it's kind of it's pretty important, but it's also you know from a kind of a state of poverty or what have you that you eat anything. Absolutely, yeah, you eat. Everything you can. And yet what's interesting, I find, is, you know, come on, the British, we have some uh, some pretty challenging dishes that we used to eat oh, and some don't anymore. Yeah. And yet, as someone was saying to me the other day, they were like, how does it get to be, you know, that, you know, I can understand eating things because you, you kind of had to and you really needed to. Yeah. Uh, to becoming... Ah oh, yes, that's my favorite, my favorite snack, and I will continue to eat it like chicken feet or, or birds' tongues. Isn't that just the whole thing? Of, I mean, you you can literally train your taste buds to like anything, can't I'm, you? It's clearly anything true. That, that's not actually bad for you, as in poisonous, or yeah. you know, always gonna is, is gonna make you ill. And even that, if you eat even, enough and often enough, you you eventually crave it. You know. Well, exactly. I mean, even things that are bad for you and poisonous. I give you alcohol, caffeine, and nicotine. Very good points at all of them. Yes, Gloria. Especially, weirdly enough, I think I found it easier to get on with um, nicotine and caffeine than alcohol. And now alcohol is the only thing I, I still really do in any, in, in any volume anyway. <laughs> um, but but I, I, re- I mean, I really hated alcohol. Really hated it. Couldn't stand the taste. Mm. As, a, as a child when I was... <laughs> God, that sounds obviously, really telling, doesn't you've, it? <laughs> you've obviously, obviously overtrained there. <laughs> yeah. I did. I completely. I'd have like half a glass of wine, maybe with a bit of water or something, you know, for dinner. And um, wow. <laughs> so, so instead, in this country, we have, you know, we have a uh, this this English Chinese or British Chinese cuisine, which is kind of, yeah. you know, okay. This is one of my 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 kind of crimes for the British English Chinese cuisine. And I don't know. I don't know if it's reflected in you know Chinese food that you might eat in China. The deep frying, the deep frying of everything. everything. And if you get and if you get oil that is not changed very much, it can, can be Ooh. a kind of unpleasant experience. Either prawn toast. I have to say that I have had some very indifferent Chinese food, like from takeaways. Yes. And there seems to be, you know, it's a sense of contempt in a way. It's just like, well, I wouldn't flip and eat this, but you're going to eat this yes. and screw you. And, you know, things that are deep fried and, and oh, kind of bad. in old oil with... And also, right, this is my other thing, is making dipping sauces, which are originally maybe meant to be like, you know, some rice vinegar or something like that with malt vinegar. 
Okay, now what? Now I know there's. I've never experienced that. That's bad. I know malt vinegar in the dipping sauce, and you can just taste it because malt vinegar tastes like malt vinegar. Yeah, and it's only good on chips. And I always have the suspicion that I am eating floor scrapings with a lot of MSG on it. I have to say, but the MSG tastes so good, though, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't mind that you're eating bits of like shaved cat and and things I mean, oh going but going back to crimes like actual crimes against food there's a seriously um there's a bit of an urban mything about you know kind of the local pets going missing and being served up yeah, as, as suspiciously yeah. thin ribs i saw in a paper i mean going over this going back years uh, a shop was prosecuted they found out they had cat ribs in the freezer i don't believe you i'm though. telling you I, it was it, it it was in a paper. It might well have been one of the one of the bad tabloids, like one of the red tops. But still, I'm hanging on to it because it's the best story it's, I have. But it's like, <laughs> it's like surely that would be more trouble than it's worth to kind of be like, well, got to go out and steal some cats, then kill them, then skin really? them, then chop them out, then to actually just buy some cheap meat. What if, what if, what if it's totally worth it? What if it tastes like heaven and we just don't know? I am sure that cat meat does not taste like <laughs> Well, Gloria, you know, scorn all you like. I'm keeping it. I, I, I'm, I'm staying with that. I think it's true. I think it's true. Down with you and your kind of, your reasoning. No. <laughs> but how scrawny and mangy would the meat be? Well, yeah. That scrawny and mangy. Well, you'd have seen like your cat. <laughs> yeah, Boney would be scrawny and mangy. He's, 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 he's become so refined. He doesn't need to eat anymore. He's just no. like, sloping about. He's practicing the breatharian diet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've given him a complex. <clears throat> but, um, I, do you know oh. what? I, I almost feel like I, I might want to look up is, you know, MSG. Where did it come from? The umami. The umami. Well, well, they said it's, it's it's the fifth taste now, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that's like, fascinating. It's, a Japanese it's, word, it's isn't almost it? like they've, they've discovered a new element, you know, sort of beyond the sort of earth, fire, yeah. water, you know. Earth, wind and fire. Do, and then do, there's something do, else. Do, do. Umami. And it's in your mouth. Which is fantastic, but it makes a lot of sense. They say it's in things like parmesan and um, really meaty kind of cheesy dishes you get that combination of, of, of satisfaction it's through the meatiness and the cheesiness the salt and something else definitely and if you go into chinese supermarkets you the best thing is you know you know it can be poisonous in, right in large quantities it, it's not very good for you oh. um they in 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 i've seen in chinese supermarkets the uh bags like big enough to kill a man <laughs> Yeah, like catering size supplies. It's brilliant. That is fantastic. I mean, next time you're playing kind of you know sketchy, come down with me at home. Just just get in, get in a sack, and people will be like, God, I don't know Gloria made. I couldn't really taste what it was, but my, it satisfied me. <laughs> Apparently, it's kind of it's it's kind of around the war, and it's I'm, I'm just I was just looking up this okay. MSG, and I was trying to find out, uh, you know where where and when it came from. Apparently, some people are allergic to it. Bizarre. I, I can I can believe that. But I want to know why. Hang on. Explain. Excuse us one second. Okay. Well, not whilst you're talking about that, I want to talk about this. Um, the are first. You, are you really? I'm talking about this, and it's a personal problem I have. No, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anyone know what to know what to do about the skin condition I have? <laughs> uh, no. It's uh, the curry sauce they have in Chinese in Chinese takeaway shops. 
that it's it's the thing it goes on everything that's the curry sauce you get with your chips or as, as a side order for a pound and what i think is is it's a dead giveaway as to its dubious origins is the fact that it's been a pound for a portion of it since 85 and in 25 sorry in 20 years well 25 years blimey um it's it's never gotten any more expensive do you know it's just it's kind of it's always been a pound that makes me think it's never it was never worth more than tempe in the first place yeah and it's full of msg and it's the only thing that's where people go back for the chips and the rice because really they're just drenching it in this 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 substance this mystery taste that they get addicted to but apparently this is actually this is quite interesting it's um a sodium salt is msg of the naturally occurring non-essential amino acid glutamic acid and um it's used as a food additive, but apparently, right, it was in Japan in 1907 that they isolated what it was that made people go, Ooh. this is the taste, and then patented in 1909. And that is fascinating. Isn't it? And then it was only in the 1940s that it was kind of commercialised and sold to the US and to other countries when there was the demand for it. But, you That's know, so, so, cool. so the Japanese were just like, uh, just ahead going, what is this taste? Let me isolate it and I can use it as an additive. There's also the disturbing fact there was 1.7 million tonnes of it sold per year. Oh. 1.7 million tonnes of oh, it. Oh, God, that's a bit sus. It's making you think, well, I must be eating much more of it than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Must be in everything at this point. <laughs> and I contribute to that food map. Yeah. <laughs> How disturbing is that, though? It's, it's disturbing. This coffee's awfully nice, Gloria. What oh, did you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, your brand? Uh, uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but they, so there's so we've covered we've covered the 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 crimes the crimes that that you can encounter. Mm. I have to say, sometimes I find the menu a bit of a crime. I mean? get really excited when I go to restaurants where they have a big dim sum menu because that is my favourite way yeah. to eat. Chinese food is just you know the idea of just getting loads and loads and loads and loads of different dishes and cool. just having it circulating around a big group of you and you all get to choose different things and you know just little like Chinese tapas or something very nice it is it's really nice but you know sometimes I'm just a little bit like cashew chicken always seemed to be a magnet I don't know if you had this thing but there was when I was a kid, it was somehow kind of represented something extremely exotic. That it was cashew chicken. Yeah, yeah. cashews. Yeah. With chicken. Oh my god! I never really got that because I always kind of thought, I bet that's a bit bland. Oh no, it's good. Is because it really? It good? Also had yeah, it's nice. Well, it's just kind of ginger and spring onion is the oh, okay. predominant. So it's, it's not just you know, yeah, not just chicken. Cashew. No, no, no. It's all cashews. Okay, but it was. It was the things like the oh, water, that is nice. water chestnuts and bamboo shoots oh. are the other kind of... and you The know, water chestnuts, when you get them mixed with Chinese food, that is amazing. That is it, really good. It's brilliant because they're not, you know, they're probably not that heavily used, but because they're something that could be imported to this country, yeah, they became yeah, yeah. like, that represents the taste. Well, that's exactly it. And I mean, I don't think... 
I probably don't, don't really care for the taste of the bamboo shoots or the water chestnuts <laughs> because I'm all I'm tasting is the MSG and the curry sauce. But I've gotten used to the texture and the feel of them in the dishes that I expect to have that, and that I've had for so long now. It's part of my kind of Chinese takeaway mental dictionary, you know. This it, is my list of expectations. It shall be met. I think I, I'm having, and it kind of builds up this kind of, you know, I'm sure this Proustian association of, you know, kind of mem- sense memory. Although... I'm always trying to, on one hand, the Chinese meal, the takeaway meal becomes really familiar. Mm-hmm. But I find that it's always a disappointment for me. Yes, it is. Because I'm always trying to recapture the moment of astonishment when I first ate, like as a kid, like sweet and sour chicken balls. <laughs> oh my God. That's what, in my head, that's where I was. But I was having like a gag reflex because... <laughs> One of my aunties really loves sweet and sour, and she, and she still does. And I think she's got a bit of an, a, well, not a bit, a, quite a large MSG addiction because <laughs> she's fond of pizza and things, especially pizza that have got like lots of parmesan or lots of different cheeses on. And she's she's getting that umami hit a lot, yeah. And then from pepperonis and things and all these cured meats, they, they I think they have it, they have it too. Anyway, so she always orders that, and I very rarely order takeaways in. Whenever I'm down there and she's getting the sweet and sour, it, it glows, Gloria. It's I like know. luminous what orange. Is that? And it's also, it's sweet and sour that I have had made with malt vinegar. Yeah. And and, <gasps> you, and you know why? Because it's like two cold devil's fingers are tickling the, the inside corners of your mouth, filling it with like with, with saliva. And it's it's the kind of saliva your body produces as rejection. It's like, get that out of my mouth. Oh, yeah, like, the cold fingers are there juicing my mouth. This looks like some kind of weird, weird radioactive material. <laughs> I shouldn't be eating this. And then you pick up your so-called chicken ball, and you realise it is <laughs> a shred. It is a, it's a shred of chicken meat inside, like batter. inside batter, inside a big lump of batter. <laughs> and when you see people eating it, you think, don't you just feel robbed though? Because you bought chicken balls, and that is clearly a batter ball with a hint of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but also, just the title. You know, chicken balls. It's chicken balls. Chicken balls. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just regressing to being a teenager here. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You, you do feel a bit chic, kind of ordering uh, ordering Chinese food before you realise what a disappointment it can be. I know. When you're at that age, you think, problem. yeah, this is my problem. I'm like, it's never gonna be, you know, that same. Because I suppose the lure for me is the exotic, the taste of the exotic, and it, it's it. You know, it relies actually in this country on being fam- familiar and the yeah. same. Well, that, that's strange, isn't it? How, how, how it's it's now trading not upon the fact that it's an exotic thing, but that it's a familiar thing. Yeah, you know that you can always have your favourites. Yeah, unless you're me and you decide that your favourites are dumplings and particularly like water dumplings Ooh. that are steamed and filled with like some kind of mince min- pork or, or whatever, or some kind of wonton thing like that. Or or char sweet buns and yeah. you know they just yeah. don't do them up here <laughs> like my favorite please <laughs> no you can have the black bean chicken or you can have the chicken balls <laughs> yes. and that's it and that's all you can have yeah. damn you but or or the special fried rice now i want to know oh i wanted to know but back in the days when i didn't eat meat <laughs> but i was so special <laughs> and and the only answer i could get from the grown-ups eating this eating and ordering the special fried rice was but it's got everything in it. <laughs> Why is that special? It sounds special. like a sick medley. <laughs> Prawns with beef and pork <laughs> and chicken all together. 
<laughs> with thrown rice. In. Yeah. You may as well just deep fry the whole shebang, you know, and have done with it, <laughs> frankly. But now you see, now we have this new development, which is the, the kind of cash and carry supermarkets have opened up to become just normal supermarkets that anyone can go in. You don't have to have mm. a business account to go yep. in. And that is where I get my hit of the exotic because mostly I wander through them being completely mystified. Yeah, like, well, the, or with knowing particular ingredients that I can pick up and always being really pleased when I discover yeah. something that I can like, I can pick up and be like, oh, I can use this now, you know. <laughs> now I know what I want to use my fermented black beans for, yeah. you know. But yeah, kind of, and also that this is where you get one of my favourite, well, it's not, I couldn't call it a crime, Mia, because it, 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 I, I like it too much. Oh, God. Which is lost in translation. Right. You know, which, okay, so you have yeah, one, isn't it? one <laughs> level of it where you're kind of just going, I think this is what I want. And I've sometimes yeah. bought ingredients and, and just had them kind of sat at home. This happened to me really recently, actually. I was trying to find some fermented black soybeans, right. which, you know, you use in, in black bean sauce and uh-huh. things like that. But also you can make a really nice, they they go really well to make a kind of uh, hoisin, like right. okay. kind yes. of sauce like that. And I, didn't know how to explain what I was looking for and I spent about an hour in the supermarket <laughs> trying to fathom which of these things and the Chinese supermarket in Leeds that I go to is brilliant because it is a Chinese supermarket in which most people the common language is English because all the shop assistants are Polish and all the managers are Chinese and yet because everyone's in at least their second language if yes. not their third you know, communication can be an issue. <laughs> that is fantastic. I, I I actually go to that supermarket to buy wasabi peas in bulk because it's, it kind of models itself on on an Asian supermarket thing, doesn't yeah. it? It has like a Chinese half. And then, yeah, and then you can have Korean yeah. and, and Japanese and, you know, well, it's great. You know, you can get buckwheat noodles and all of those things mm-hmm. and sobo noodles that you need. So I bought what I hoped were fermented black soybeans. Yeah. I then got them home and opened up and realised that they were not fermented black soybeans. So I assumed that what I had bought were black turtle beans, similar to what is used in Latin American cuisine to make refried beans. And they were dried. So I thought, well, I'll save them for when I make like refried beans, like just black beans to go with. what were they? They were black soybeans that weren't fermented, as I discovered when I'd soaked them overnight and was having them ready to put them in a chilli. And I discovered that they were black soybeans. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they were OK, but I don't think I'd go out of my way to kind of buy them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, they're only all right. Damn it. Because it just said black beans on there. So I was like, great, black beans. And yet black beans had so many meanings. And it took me a great, a great deal of... Uh, skimming through yeah. the uh the, the kind of the internet to kind of identify what exactly it was it was like bean identifying because i was like but they have a black skin and a green inside and then black turtle beans do not have a green inside oh what have i done what beans are these what oh, should Gloria. i do with them i know you you know there's, there are people out there who actually could make b- much better use of your internet access <laughs> i think i think it needs to be restricted from now on what do you mean? That was a great use of clearly, that was, uh, Yeah. But I knew what they were in the end. In the end. Of course you did, Sherlock. 
I can't help it. I like to know. <laughs> Philip's still grimacing his way through his chilli filled with black soybeans <laughs> as you search for it. Thanks, Gloria. This is lovely. Yes, yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, the, the problem was that even though I'd soaked them overnight and kind of cooked the chilli for about two hours, they still had a mild crunch to them, which was really wasn't what you wanted. No, it's not. I know. That, that's horrible. Apart from that, they were... <laughs> Shut up! Apart from the chalkiness, they were really nice. <laughs> but then there's but, the, the other the other lost in translation, okay, go on. which fills me with joy, which is the <laughs> mistranslation in the menu. Yeah, that's good. Which is which is really good. I've got a particularly shining example. Uh, obviously, I don't know what the original characters said, but yeah. uh, you know because they were they were written down and in a language I don't understand. However, this isn't one that I encountered, but a, a friend encountered. And the English translation underneath was "mixed seafood Iraq government office surface." What? Say that again. Mixed seafood Iraq government office surface. <laughs> That's so outlandish. I know. It's like, how? How? In, even if you like put it through Google Translate. That is awesome. <laughs> how would it come up with It's like Iraq? a really, really good cryptic clue, isn't it? Oh, Iraq gosh. government office. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I and I asked the girl who's who who who'd kind of put up this. She, she actually put up a, a photo of it. it a, my friend Alison and I said, "Please tell me, tell me someone ordered it." I would have been compelled to order that. To find out to know what Iraq yeah. government office surface tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, disappointingly, and this is the great disappointment, which you know is where the crime maybe comes in. <laughs> Just think of all all that could have yeah. been promised by. Iraq government office. I mean, it's mystery. You're being given mystery on a plate. Literally, aren't you? Yeah. Unfortunately, no. There's your excitement. No, what was it? No. It was Nobody like a it? soup with prawns and a, some green stuff. Oh. Which might have been the Iraq government office surface. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of cheap suit. Oh. It's just some, some, some kind of mild disappointment. And yet, you know, and, and yet you can but hope. And there's, there's always, you know, especially you don't get it so much anymore because if you get it in you don't get it in takeaways but you can get it in some in actual you know restaurants restaurants that are you know particularly particularly down in london if you get some that are kind of more or less you know not catering for you they will just be like it is this you'll be like is that (laughs) uh is it like that Mm, i don't know just you know (laughs) it's like that i tell you what you're too little so what do it? <laughs> I was I was on holiday recently, wasn't I? And um, over New Year, went to New York with my friend, and we were in Chinatown. And I had I had like a moment when I think I just assumed that all sort of immigrant Chinese restaurants were the same the world over. <laughs> I couldn't comprehend that they might be different to the ones I had at home. And um, I went into a place that was called the Wonton Palace, and when the menu revealed itself to be seventy five different types of wonton dish. <laughs> I was, I was bald. <laughs> but where's, where's my black bean chicken? <laughs> where's my, uh, where's my curry sauce and chips, please? And it's possibly some onion rings, which bizarrely they always have on the menu, and I still do not know why. Um, and and the guy was looking at me. The Chinese guy was looking at me, obviously busy as hell. And his lunchtime rush. The place was packed. It's quite cheap, really reasonable for what it was. And he was like, I can give you one ton. 
<laughs> in his fractured English. I was like, ooh, don't know if that's what I fancy though. <laughs> he was looking at me to say, Why are you, you all here? there? You've, you've walked in. It's called the Wonton Garden <laughs> or Wonton Palace. I forget which. It's, it says, ex- we do exactly what we say on the can. Just just leave. Just yeah, get out. Just, just, <laughs> just stop. Stop. Yeah. Just, and, and I couldn't stop. I was doing like old lady grump as well you know and it arrives and you think hmm well I'm not entirely sure that this is exactly what I wanted so I'm just gonna pick I, I ate it all and then I ate half my friends as well because it was really bloody good but that's not the point I had I had that I had that yen you know for kind of that particular taste my umami buds weren't hit and, and I, I was still I was still missing out yeah, yeah, because you forget that every every uh, yeah. kind of immigrant cuisine, like you say, <laughs> it, it, you know, it adapts to what's available. Totally different, and of course, in Chinatown in New York, it's been it's well established enough so that people would have thought to go over there and be a, a tad more authentic. Yeah. You know, it's not like yeah. everything in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> this is China, the entire country encompassed, yeah. compressed into, into one takeaway a, a menu, menu. <laughs> a menu of fifty items. <laughs> Wow. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, no, Will often does that in, in in that he has an obsession with chicken and sweet corn soup, and um, will ask in any yeah. restaurant, <laughs> in Thai restaurants, <laughs> no way, or a Thai <laughs> restaurant that's Cantonese. Oh, we don't serve that. Yeah, that was good. That is too funny. Yeah, I mean, um, chicken and sweet corn soup does sound a bit like one of those things that might not be really Chinese, you know? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, but you know what? This is my kind of th- this is my stereotypical idea of Chinese cuisine leaking through again. Not that exciting, is it? Therefore, can't be Chinese because it's not. It's not kind of brightly orange and glowing in the dark. It's not filled with mystery ingredients. It's just chicken and sweet corn soup. That can't be right. Yeah, no, that you know, it looks far too normal. What else is in there? What yeah. else is in there? Yeah, Th- some some, 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 small, bone. some yeah. small little, you know, some small little crab or something, yeah. you know, yeah. floating through the middle of it, Absolutely. or like, you know, a parasol, yeah, you know, something, <laughs> something. Give me something. Make it into a cocktail. <laughs> I demand a cocktail. And you know, we haven't even touched on noodles. Well, thank God, because we'd be here forever, wouldn't we? I know we really would. Although, suffice to say that that's another thing that seemed terribly exotic to me. God, what? food deprived at times we live in when i think that you know like the amazing thing of certain brands of noodles came with two sachets one of sesame oil and one with flavoring that's insane i know that's insane like, that's like the poshest instant noodle i've ever heard of oh my god that was my favorite thing and when we were that building so cool. when we were building a house and had to cook on two hobs those 15p noodles with yeah, with with two sachets. I like... can't believe you came across those when I was slumming it in Sheffield when I was working over there, and for some reason I was getting paid an arm and a leg, and I spent it all every like every week within the first three days, <laughs> and then I was subsisting on fifteen pence noodles from from a, a bag and food shop that all the paupers went to. And the only two flavors I had were chicken or curry. And it got so bad that me and my, my flatmate and I, I used to put one of each behind my back and say, just pick. 
It's, it's the noodle lottery. And, we, and, and if, if she was looking to get curry, I'd be left with chicken, which is always a bit of a disappointment. Because, yeah. you know, it's not very chickeny. It's just a bit of yellow powder. Yeah, it's stock, in it? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> Strangely enough, I could still eat them now by the gallon. I never, I never really went off them. <laughs> I think I have to say I did go off them. I haven't really been able to get that excited. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the only noodles I've been able to get excited about are kind of Japanese, you know, yeah, sober, so but noodles. But, you know, it's not, it's not the same. Well, this has been a little bit of a, a lightweight, lightweight show. Basically, mm-hmm. showing off our ignorance. I, I quite like it. It's, yeah, you know. we don't really know what's going on. No. If, if you want to send us a food parcel <laughs> with some authentic Chinese ingredients and dishes in, we'll be quite yeah. happy. We'll, we'll test drive. Or, or if you'd like to just correct us on all of those lies. By all means. You know, we, we do have a book of lies. It's weighty, mm. an enormous tome, and we're constantly adding to the it. The great thing about it is there's always room at the back, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. There's always there's another always page. There's always room, you know. Yeah. It's like, there's a few blank pages. <laughs> I can always add a few things to the book of lies. You can you can tell us. You can uh, send us a message if you go to the www.simplysyndicated.com. Click on the forums. You can... Uh, post a message and tell us all about the things that we have missed or indeed about your your standard menu yeah Yeah. i mean even if you're taking quite strongly against this whole thing that we've been talking about try not to be abusive yeah 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 keep it nice they've got they've got house rules on there mia have they it's basically be nice so they can't open it with you stupid cows yeah tap 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 i'm i'm I'm, this is angry from leicester you know yeah no no you can't well you could as long as you made it kind of grammatically correct (laughs) i love how the moderator's just a snob for the correct grammar (laughs) doesn't care if it's abusive yeah that's not the way you say that no although <laughs> no, I, I would say it's not it's not abusive so there you go we also oh this is amazing right for the first time ever mia right i might actually be able to do a wrap-up in which i mention every single show put an out by simply syndicated oh good god turn off now yeah <laughs> switch off now guys Save I, I could still be rereading this list <laughs> five minutes later okay i'm just actually do I'm, it i'm quite i'm quite pleased pleased to be doing this and i have to say this isn't off the top of my head it's it's because i've got the one bit of research you actually did today research i did today list will wrote out for me Ah. weigh those two up which one is it more (laughs) likely to do (laughs) and here we go movies you should see that's a movie review review right, show. okay yeah, yeah make it so starbase 66 here goes nothing so you think that's bollocks hooked nerd hurdles masters of none the definitive word for those about to rock you books you should read games you should play paddy's tv surprise which is no longer a re- recording but still available super happy fun time free if you listen live listen for one pound at musicalmousemat.com uh also craig's movie minutes and uh, i don't know if they're still going but maybe not and also on if you go to ww did you did you like that did you I, see that i'm i'm astonished i know that's how much they, they th- this is how skilled you are look at you i know that was all off the top of my head. <laughs> mm, yeah totally off the top of my head but that is the check out the content that's coming out from Simpsons. that's quite a lot oh why do you know what i would really like it if we actually simply syndicated was called something else because I seem to have an issue with saying it. Yeah. <laughs> simply syndicated. I think if I'd say it more than once in a day, I might start saying simply syndicated. Which would just get really annoying. <laughs> but if you go to simply syndicated.com, um, there is also a day note but don't <laughs> don't there's also a donut There's button. a donut book for all you donut lovers out there. <laughs> there's a donate button. 
if you uh, click on that, you can give us some money if you like what yeah, we do. Because we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's entirely uh, voluntary. Oh, and there's one final thing, which Mia, I didn't actually show these to you. Oh. This is a listener has made these pens and they're actually for sale on musicalmousemat.com. Oh, let's have a look. They're handcrafted. How cool is that? They're handcrafted pens. And I, pen. I, I kind of don't believe it. I think that it's actually a lie and that he, he did it like he <gasps> bought them or something. There's a tag saying for me. Uh, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> so we're very excited Shut about it. Shut up. <laughs> And they belong to us. And if you want to have one, you can go to musicalmousemat.com and uh, find them there. And they're actually I tell you what, we are so easily bribed. And a good plug. Scott Redman made them. And uh, yeah. Scott Redman. Scott. Gee, you whiz. Thanks, sir. This is ace. I've got my own pen. Yeah, I know. I took it into my shirt pocket. Cool. It is, it is actually quite good. Yeah. So that is probably the longest plug I have ever done in my life. For a pen. Well, <laughs> not just for the Let's pen. Let's hope we don't get anything more sophisticated because yeah. it, they'll be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I've been Gloria Lind. Mia Steele. And uh, yeah, this has been Crimes Against Food. Thanks very much. Bye. Nerd Hurdles, the podcast that encourages you to dork in, nerd on, and geek out. I'm Jacob. And I'm Mandy. We talk about stuff that's too nerdy for people to like. Sometimes we drift off topic. You have to actually be on topic to drift off it. You make a good point. Nerd Hurdles.